Welcome to The Hidden World of Women, a podcast brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. My name is Emma and I'll be your host for today's episode. This is part two of our same-sex parenting episode in the Journey into Motherhood series. So in our first part of this episode, episode 31, if you haven't listened to it, head on back, listen to episode 31 to hear Kelly and Sam talk about the difficulties that they experienced when they tried to access IVF and how that led to them becoming part of Gail and the role that they played in having to uh, have laws changed so same-sex couples could access IVF. The episode went a lot longer than anticipated and a lot longer than the episodes for Hidden World of Women normally go for and so Rather than uh, losing a lot of the information and a lot of the conversation that happened, I actually cut that episode in half. So at the end of episode 31, um, Sam and Kelly have shared all of the ups and downs, all the highs and lows, and it ended with me asking, was it worth it? To which the answer was a resounding yes. So episode 32, this episode picks up where I've just, we've just been through all that and I've just asked Sam and Kelly whether or not it's worth it. They've just said yes and, you know, shared how much having a child has enriched their life. And and I think it ended with Kelly saying something along the lines of, just love them. And then that's where we pick it back up for this episode. In this episode, we do, uh, we touch on some of the, um, some of those issues that we spoke about in episode 31. Um, but really this episode does meander on into all sorts of different tangents as we touch on raising a non-binary child, we touch on uh, the law reform for same-sex marriage in Australia, we touch on um, what it's like to live in fear of how other people are going to react all the time. It, we just go into so many different places. Uh, so it is a little bit of a roller coaster episode. I hope you enjoy it and I hope that you learn um, learn something. I know I certainly had my eyes opened in a number of different parts of this conversation. Thanks so much. Yeah, so um, 100% so worth it, you know, a million times over. Would, would absolutely do it again in a heartbeat. Yeah. We tried for a second. We did. Yeah. Um, and I, and it Sam, didn't happen. No, no, you did fall pregnant, but again, you miscarried. Yeah. So. So we decided that if we were ever going to leave something for Alex in there, we'll, yeah. we better just... We better just stop at that point. <laughs> um, so, did you have to wait a certain amount of time after Alex was born before you could? We actually decided to wait until they were about two. Two, I think. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think we were. So you were about forty-two, and you did fall pregnant, but just lost yeah. it. So, yeah. and we just went. You know what? That's one is perfect. perfect. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> and as it turns out, uh, oh, they are. And then when Alex was about four. We decided that we, because we couldn't have children ourselves, more children, mm-hmm. that we felt it was important that Alex learned how to share and how to be a sibling yeah. and how to be caring to other children. And so we went into foster care at that point. And we were assessed through all of that process, which was extensive assessment. Yes. Um, and we were approved as foster We went into all the training. We were approved. 
and we were placed, we, we did respite foster care because we did work at the time. Yeah. Um, so we fostered two little twin boy, boys. Two boy twins, boy twins, mm-hmm. yeah. And then twin and, girls. And then twin girls. So the boy, oh, the boys. Know, it doesn't get much easier than twins. No, no, no. That's right. No. So, the, the boy, <laughs> so, so the boy twins came to us at about 11 months and stayed with us till they were about three. Um, and oh, yeah, yeah, no, that's probably the easiest stage, I think, to yeah. have twin boys. <laughs> Yeah, they just just had started to be um, active and they were active. They were active. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and then we also had the twin girls who were two, and they came to us for respite as well um, on weekends. And, and and then we also had a little eight week old um, Aboriginal baby, Indigenous baby, who came to us as well. His mum was just absolutely beautiful. She was mm-hmm. gorgeous, and she was trying to get into a job and all that kind of thing. So yeah. she was finding it hard to find care yeah so uh and there was one weekend where we had all five children yes plus our own that was fun how many dogs did you have at the time <laughs> 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 just, you know how okay. mad was the circus okay. yeah. <laughs> it was crazy but it was fun and alex you know 100 percent learned how to care for younger children yeah and learned how to share their toys and be a part of something that was bigger than them. Yeah. You know, it was sadly as we transitioned into the home businesses, yeah. it just didn't become practical. We would have loved to have continued, but um, you can't trust other people's dogs. No. With children kids. that are not your children yeah. who don't know how kids to Kids are so unpredictable. Well, that's exactly it. And as you say, it's not that you're, not that you think, well, I don't mind risking my child, but your child has grown up around. No, exactly. Yes, that's exactly And it's uh, one thing to have eyes constantly on one child. But But five? Five or three or whatever it was. Yeah. Yeah. Around other people's dogs was just too risky. Too risky. So we transitioned out of human foster care. Yeah. Um, But it was a fantastic. It was amazing. It was an amazing experience for all of us. And the the actual permanent foster carers that we met were um, incredible people. Yeah. Absolutely incredible people. Take my hat off to oh, 100%. parents everywhere. It's, it's incredible. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so so that was when Alex was about four. Yes. And um, and then I wrote a book. Mm, what was the book? Yeah. So the book was, it's my second book. I'm a poet. I'm actually a published poet and I'm, I've got a degree in poetry and creative writing. She got um, away with words. You'd never guess. I know. That. She's no. so quiet and shy and unassuming. <laughs> Um, so during, so I wrote my first book in 2002, no, before, I don't know, early, mm. and then um, my second book happened after all the IVF stuff. So during that phase, I was completely inept. Yeah. I could not get anything on paper about any of it because I it was actually all think, too emotional. Yeah, but also during that time, I think that you do exceptionally well just to function. Hell yeah. There's no space left for anything no. else. And if you can manage to function yeah. through eight years of that entire yeah. process, you've done exceptionally yeah. well. Yeah. Um, but, you know, to kind of go, oh, look, I didn't have any space for, for writing. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure I would have had any space for, you know, being able to make sure I had clean clothes and food. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, but after it all ended, we had Alex and we knew that we were there. And it was okay, and the government wasn't going to come and take her away from us yeah. in any way, shape, or form. Uh, then it all we came out. We did have that anxiety. We did have that anxiety. Well, that's yeah. what I was wondering. With the, you know, I wondered how that would have affected yeah. people. So when they were, the government was talking about changing that back, yeah, people who had been successful during that time, what happens to them? Yeah, and all um, of the stress that would yeah. have gone with that. Incredibly as well. stressful. Incredibly stressful. Um, so. Uh, 
yeah, very, very stressful. So I, it all came out. Mm. And I wrote my second collection, which was called um, Domestic Archaeology. Ah, oh, nice. And it was a triptych. So there's... Maybe she hasn't given you a book. No. no. <laughs> I should rectify that. Yeah. Um, so it's a very female-centred book, actually, as you might imagine. Mm. And so it's a triptych, and um, the first section is uh, on fertility. It's basically everything to do with fertility. And then, and infertility, mm. more specifically. Yeah. And the second bit is to do with fauna and flora, but also based in infertility. So, for instance, uh, donkeys and horses creating mules mm. that are infertile. Yeah. Um, Seahorses who carry the babies. Yeah. And, you know, so fertility and infertility again, but based in the animal world. Yeah. And then the third section is post-Alex and um, how we, you know, everything that we did in terms of a family and, you know, the extended family and all that. So it's a really, it's a really lovely collection. It came out in 2012. It got fantastic reviews. Um, and it was published by uh, a publisher over East who was one of my lecturers at the time. Ah, awesome. And he's one of Australia's best verse novelists. So um, so wrote it all down and then went on the poetry thing for a bit and uh, did the launch and all that kind of stuff, and that was great. Um, and then had a midlife crisis, and that's where we started. <laughs> so, so after the midlife crisis, actually before I come to this, um, you mentioned how hard it is to constantly be having to come out. Mm. Yeah. How hard is that? Have you had conversations with Alex around what that's been like for them growing up? having to constantly come out around hmm. having to, you know, having to tell people all the time. And children are so, children yeah. are so accepting. Yeah, mm. they are. So for her, for them, they haven't known any different no. than uh, than just having two mums. Yeah. Um, so have they experienced I, I, anything with that? They pain? have not. They have not. They've only experienced good support. Yeah. Um, but I think what might give them the shits a little bit is, oh, you've got two mums, you're so lucky. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. She gets that. They get that a lot. Oh, you're so lucky to have two mums. Well, no, not really. Well, look, I... Not I, luckier or, dis, or less lucky than anybody else to have two parents. And that's yeah. what I was about to say. I think any child that has two parents that love them... The way that you love your child is mm. exceptionally lucky. Yeah. Any child that's, you know, that's got two parents that are devoted yeah. to them yeah. and that you know really want them to succeed yeah. and want them to be but happy. That, that's not dependent. But it's got on nothing to do with your gender. Yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. Mm. Um, so when it's got was... nothing to do with sexuality either. No, it hasn't. No, you know, hasn't. so you can have that with two mums, two dads, yeah. a mum and a stepdad, and yeah. you know, for yeah. absolutely, absolutely anything, absolutely. a mum and a dad as well. Better put that yeah. in. Yeah. <laughs> No, they're still the norm. That is, um, yeah. <laughs> so fascinating. Yeah. yeah. So being done um, to death last so century. I think, <laughs> but I never mentioned it. But I, but I think that it, that might annoy them a bit. Oh, that you're does. so lucky. Yeah, like yeah. They've never actually said anything. But, you know, if I was in their position, it would annoy me. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah, totally. Um, but they have had no issues in terms of having two months. Yeah. Um, they are... And there's been no social exclusion or no, no, no. you know, like the things we that you experienced. Yeah. No, we were geared for having to go into the school. In fact, to be honest, I think one yeah. of them would be cool. 
you know, yeah. in terms of Alex's friends and how they view... We're becoming less cool. Yeah, yeah we are. That's yeah, true. that's because Alex is getting older. That's right. Yeah. That's mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Um, so we were ready to advocate and it was a constant, you know, you talk about anxiety because mm-hmm. that was one of my constant anxieties through the early years of school was when, not... Not will it happen, but yeah, when, when is it will it happen? And it never has. And it never happened. What was it like? I've gone off on a tangent. Sorry. Right. Some, there may be no Oh, that's so unusual. Back. I know. <laughs> <laughs> but things like going you to... You pinpoint the finger. Yeah. <laughs> Takes one to know one, yeah. right? Yeah. <laughs> What's it like going into mum's... Did you go to mum's group? Yes. And what, were you the only same-sex couple in that mum's group? Yeah, yeah normally. Yeah. Yeah. I think, like, I don't recall any negativity or anything, but there is a I'm chance. I'm sure they spoke about us. Yeah. <laughs> and Fair there enough, is I spoke a about chance. all the parents who were in my mum's group. But. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't talk about it too much. No, so. at some, and at some level, you, you get, you reach this level where you just don't give a shit yeah. what people think about you. Um, I mean, people have been horrible to you. Yeah. We've been spat on. We've been. We've been told all you need is a good dick. Yeah, Mm. that kind of stuff. All that sort of thing. My family had abandoned me, so you get all of that. You get to a point where if you go to mother's group and someone side glances you, you don't even notice. (laughs) (laughs) Honey, you're gonna need to do more than that. Yeah, yeah. 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 I need something more obvious. Yeah. (laughs) Maybe a (laughs) brickhead. But no, we never had had. Is anything that we were aware of, yeah. I, I probably think that they probably was. They probably something. did talk about us behind yeah. our back. Or there was more you than know, a few who went home to their husbands and said, you know, I don't believe what happened today. Yeah. <laughs> um, no, we never actually said that. We, we actually got a lot of positives. We did. We and did. we've always been pleasantly a surprised. curiosity. Yeah, yeah, but we've always been pleasantly surprised about the support we've gotten. Yeah, from places that you might not expect it to come from. Yes, you know. Yeah, that's true. Uh, you, we, you sort of expect the worst, and you get these amazing people yeah. that are just so supportive and so beautiful and so lovely, and you go, oh, well, the world's not actually such a bad place. Yeah, yeah. You know. Um, yeah. So yeah, so we've always kind of just had that view that we're just going to live our life mm. authentically. Yeah. And it's a horrible word, but I don't think so. I think yeah, yeah, but authentically and just be us and do us. Yeah, yeah. And those who like us and are with us come on board. Yeah. Those who are not, you don't have to be. Yeah. Go find your tribe. And there you know, is sounding very yeah, very woo woo. It's your vibe attract your tribe. Yeah. Yes. So you know yeah. what? This is who I am. Yep. Either you're in or you're out. Yeah. Your yeah. Choice. Exactly. Exactly. Well, we, it wasn't our job to try and convince people. Yeah. It's not to say you don't get like. There's been a few times over the years where I just get, you know, gut kicked when someone mm. says something to me mm. because I'm so comfortable with uh, who I am and everything that I forget that I'm not inverted quote the norm, you know. And I mean, I remember a few years back being at work and um, some the male guy coming in and saying, "M A I L." Yeah. The dude, the dude that delivers envelopes um, coming in and there was something in the media and I cannot, honestly can't remember what it was, but he said something along the lines, can't stand those faggots, you know. And, oh, my God, I had been, I was in such a safe environment. You were in your bubble. I was in my bubble that I forgot that. People feel that way. way. And it was like he had sucker punched me. Yeah. I sort of just looked at him and walked away into my office. Be honest, you ran away. I didn't run away. <laughs> I'm sorry, the only time I'm running is if someone's chasing me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I may waddle quickly, but yeah. I'm not going to run. 
and burst into tears because it just came from left field. I had yeah. I'd just forgotten, you know. And that still happens to this day occasionally. Yeah, we had that when we went to Melbourne with Alex, and Alex was about four, I mm. think, again. And we were on the tram, mm. and an old guy and an old lady got on the tram, and he looked at us and he looked at her and looked at Alex and said, um, Oh, uh, who's your mum? Right? To Alex. And I thought, no, you're not going to ask my four-year-old. No. And I, I stepped in. It is not my four-year-old's um, oh, duty to out us. That's right, yeah. <laughs> so I said to him, actually, we're both, at the time, we're both her mums. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And um, he goes, well, you can't be. A child can only have one mum. His wife got it. His wife, His wife got, got it straight away. She was punching on the arm going, <laughs> she was mortified. No, no. She mortified. <laughs> Shut up, Cyril. You know, she was absolutely mortified that he was going down this path. But that was the closest I've ever been to being angry yeah. with someone in public because it involved Alex and they were sitting right there and they were talking about them. Did he know? Was it innocent or was he? he no. It started off innocently, yeah. but then it became a push, 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 push. Uh, yeah. Right? And you can tell the difference. Yeah. And and this is what I say to Alex. Alex and I had a conversation the other day because they are non-binary. And um, I was talking to them in the car about the fact that this is the path that they're taking. And as a result of that, like us, they are going to have to spend the rest of their days outing themselves. Mm-hmm. Because people will assume that they're either male or female and mm-hmm. they will use those pronouns which means that Alex then has to correct them and say they them yeah so I said if that's the choice you're making that's cool but you need to know that it is a choice that you need to either come out yeah or you need to stay invisible and that's a choice that you will have to make every single time you confront with it but I said to Alex but if you do like they're at the university today and I said if you know there'll, there'll, there'll be people making assumptions about your gender today and you need to decide if you're going to correct them or you're going to let it slide, mm. depending on how you how feel. Feeling. Are you going to see this person again? Mm. Is it important to you enough to correct them? And if it is, then I want you to be respectful yeah. with that correction. And they completely understand that. Yeah. And they're never, ever, because we still get it wrong, as you've heard mm. during this interview, we still get it wrong. Um, but they are very forgiving about it. And they, and I, as I have said to them, as happened with us, Every interaction is a chance to educate someone. Yeah. And although it's slightly unfair that that's your responsibility mm-hmm. to educate people, it does fall on your shoulders. In the same way that it's really unfair that you had to change the law so that you could yeah. so that you could have a child. Yes. It is unfair. That shouldn't have had to happen. Yeah. But it did fall on your shoulders. Yes. But it fell on your shoulders not just for you. Yeah. But for. 20 years worth of women who have come after you and men as well yes, you know men absolutely. can now access surrogates yeah gay men can access surrogates i no, assume. not here yet can they not no i um, thought they could if they had a uh i think if they had a donor surrogate uh, uh, the, uh, look i'm not sure of the actual not through clinics i don't think oh okay uh so it's altruistic but i don't think it's through clinics right uh, but i think they're looking at trying to change that mm. i could be wrong with that but at least it sets the precedent for that though. it does so yeah. and, and it needs to be said as well that we didn't do this alone you know there were people like you know damien and graham and Ron, oh, some... you know sam Dow- like there's so many people yeah. that actually did this yeah. and came before us mm. even uh to set 
set this ship on this path. Mm, yeah. So, so many people have been involved in making it happen. Yeah. You know, and the last ones, of course, were the politicians that got on board yeah. and, and made it happen because That's, they're the ones that can make it happen. In reality. Standing on the shoulders of giants and standing next to them as well. Yeah. 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 So we went to a we went to a, a youth. <laughs> It's a weird thing. We went to this youth GLBTI group, this younger mm. group that has set up, to now take on the next, like a lot of the stuff now is transgender yeah. um, issues that need to be addressed and fixed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so this younger group called a community meeting yeah. and said, you know, it'd be great if you could come. So we went along and Alex came with us. And they referred to us as elders, elders in the room. Oh, how did that go? Oh, well. <laughs> It was I was like, are you serious? <laughs> I think they're being respectful. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. That's exactly what we said. I know they're being respectful, but come on. <laughs> but Not it was, quite my dotage yet. But it was actually really, it was lovely. Yeah. You know, it was really lovely. And then for Alex to see that yeah. and hear that as well, it's like, yeah, that's pretty cool. <laughs> and... But we're too tired to do any of that anymore. <laughs> that well, that's it. You fought the fight for, yeah. you know, it took a lot out of you. Yeah, and um, now you it burn. Yeah, you burn out. Yeah. We did get involved in the law of, in, in the in the gay marriage stuff mm-hmm. as well. I know that you mentioned you wanted to talk about that. Mm-hmm. So we did get involved in that, but very lightly, like yeah. very very. There were people who were doing incredible things Australia wide mm-hmm. uh, for the marriage debate, and we. But didn't have we wrote letters really yeah, that's essentially yeah. what we did or we you know went to rallies mm. we took Alex as a baby to rallies so that you know we've got photos of them at three months of age at their very first marriage equality rally oh <laughs> now how was that how did you feel taking a baby and a child this is oh, we've yeah. gone off there we're yeah. not even on the same reservation anymore <laughs> but how did you feel did you feel safe doing that? Oh, yeah. Well, the kids were our rallies. They were our people. Yeah. But what about the people who were against your people? They were not at the rallies. No, they never they turned, never turned, they never turned up. And you weren't worried about that. police no, violence no. or anything like that. Maybe once. Our, our rallies were beautiful. Yeah. Our rallies were really nice. And the police were very uh, civil with us yeah. and we were very civil with them. And we always did the right thing and get got, got approvals permits, and permits yeah. and, you know, did it correctly and well. Um, and not everyone agreed with the way we handled things when we were convening Gail. I mean, we, we had to talk younger activists, activists down off the ledge who wanted to shut down the freeway and, oh, and yeah. protest. So we, we had to like, put our foot down and say, no, you can't. That's not how we're going to run No, this. we need people on our side. Yeah, yeah. We, we don't need angry because they couldn't get grandma to hospital. Yeah, you know, so... Um, yeah. yeah, so not everybody agreed with the way we were doing it, but uh, they didn't necessarily stand up and do it. So... Yeah. Yeah, they got us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it up, sister. That's it. If you can do it better, put your money where your mouth is. Yeah, that's right. Be my yeah. yeah. Happily um, stand aside. But yeah. um, that never happened, so we persisted. Yeah. <laughs> and so you did, so marriage became legal in Australia three and a, well, nearly, so nearly four years ago, I think, wasn't it? 18, 19, 20, 21. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. four years in 2020. Don't ask yeah. us yeah. what our anniversary is. No, well, I really don't know. know. So, I know. Do you? Know? Yeah. What yeah. is it? So our unofficial anniversary is the 3rd of January. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. 9th of January. Yeah. Is it 9th of January? Yeah. yeah. No. no, that's when we got married. Though. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, so the 9th of
it became legal for same-sex yes. marriages yes. and on the steps of Parliament House, you said I do. We you did. Know? We did. We thought it was a nice circle, a yeah. circular thing. Yeah, it came to a conclusion. Our journey for us had come to a conclusion as our as activists, if you will. Um, All the fights you wanted to fight. Yeah. yeah, and it felt kind of it just felt, yeah. yeah, and it just felt like a purge of all the bad stuff. Yeah. Like to have a, a really good thing happen on the stage. And the people we had that came to that were the most diverse group of people you yeah. could ever imagine. We made a few friends over. There. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which are really, so yeah. We had what we a younger person who has you know implants with horns and. Um, 50 piercings and I looked over and they were talking to our IVF doctor <laughs> who was a very straight-laced yeah. Christian man and um, so and he got to meet Alex for the first time, time which yeah. was really cool and we've got a photo that someone took of him hugging her yeah oh it was so beautiful it was um, and then we had a lady who had like 14 foster children yeah and, and she was there with her and all her kids oh my goodness yeah yeah and people that I worked with and politicians were there yeah and we had a personal note from Mark McGowan saying, ah. I can't be there, but congratulations. Ah, yeah, yeah. Which was lovely because we had to get permission to do it, obviously. Yeah. Um, and we were not allowed to bring alcohol and we didn't have any toilets because the toilets were being fixed. So my <laughs> mum and stepdad, they brought the toilets. Oh, the toilet. mother of the bride <laughs> drove in with the toilet. Oh, my goodness, that's the best. <laughs> that is so cool. <laughs> On the back of a trailer. <laughs> the um, episode of A Country Practice where she rocks up to the wedding on the back of a youth yeah, in a wedding dress. Well, yeah, it's like that, but he instead, was like that. very Aussie. Well, with a dunny, with the dunny on the back. <laughs> there had to be something unique about our, our yeah, wedding. Yeah, so they went and picked the dunny up and brought it, <laughs> brought it to the wedding. And then we had someone else volunteer to just bring bottles of water because yeah. that's all that we could serve. Um, so they had set up down the back with bottles of water and people yeah. just had water. And we told everyone they could come in their pyjamas if they wanted to because yeah. it was at midnight. And it was a beautiful night. It was lovely and balmy and gorgeous. Yes. And then we had someone volunteer to come and do our makeup and our hair. Yeah. Well, actually, Josh, a beautiful young man uh, who was from here and was I'm involved in the game. Son. I'm sorry, good son. Oh, yeah. And he was now in Queensland, but he he was over here in Perth at the time. So yeah. he came to our house and did our hair. Uh, and he came. He was there as well. And it was just it was just beautiful. You know, it was just yeah. lovely. It was very very simple. Everyone coming together. Yeah. yeah. It really came. And then I have this vision of Alex by by themselves. Sitting on the steps of Parliament House, just sitting waiting for it all to happen. Yeah. It was just gorgeous. Yeah, it yeah. was. Really lovely. And then I got a phone call at 2 o'clock in the morning and I took an interview with ABC. <laughs> <laughs> I just went, ah. Oh, in the car. <laughs> <laughs> It was about one o'clock in the morning, and I'm in the car doing this ABC interview after the wedding, and they're asking me how it feels. And you know, that's not how most people spend their wedding. No, no. <laughs> no. On the no. Phone to the there is not one media. single thing that's traditional about us. No, no there's no. not. So that was the last interview I did. Yeah, yeah, it is actually. Yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah, and you've hung up here. And I'm hung up. I'm hung it up now. Like someone else can do it now. That's yeah. All good. yeah, and it went viral. So when when the celebrant who was um, Terry Healy, who's a yeah. local member of Parliament who's also a celebrant, when he said marriage is between two people mm. for the very first time ever, because we remember we have been to weddings yeah. where we had for to the last, where we had to listen to wedding is between a marriage between between two man people. and a woman. To yeah. The of all yeah. So we had to listen to that for years yeah. when our friends got married. It was heartbreaking. I used to cry every time he heard it. Yeah. When he said that, I just squealed. I sort of went, 
and put my hand up, screamed, my hand up in the air, and everyone cheered, and someone in the audience had it on video. Uh. <laughs> Suddenly go viral. I don't know, but it went viral and yeah. it went to CNN. Yeah, and all over the world, <laughs> and it was like, oh god! But thankfully, it was taken so far away that you couldn't actually see us. No, you could just hear the yeah, yeah. the hand of the you know. Yeah. Um. Sure. So that was truly the, the the moment that I went, this is actually happening. Yeah. You know, and that was incredible. But the way actually the proposal. <laughs> The proposal going back was interesting because uh, Terry often he said, "If you want to get married, I'll be." Your yeah. And um, <laughs> this one turned to me and said, "So you want to get married?" <laughs> <laughs> it doesn't get much more romantic. I know. And I said, "I don't know. Do you want to get married?" <laughs> We've already been together a long time at that yeah. point, twenty-four years or something. <laughs> yeah. And Kelly said it might be nice if Alex, but Alex, yeah. if we were married. And I said, oh, well, okay, let's do it. <laughs> so that was like three weeks before. We planned it in three weeks, yeah. essentially, yeah. or a month. A month, yeah. We, yeah. Which is um, the, real, the real reason it was so casual. But, yeah. um, but you also kept it a secret for quite a while as well. We did. Yeah, because yeah. Yeah. I remember people asking you and you going, oh, no, we, you know, we've been together for 24 years. We yeah. Don't, you know, yeah, yeah. Um, we don't need it. And then we're getting yeah. married. Hmm, hang yeah. on a minute. <laughs> in the end, I think we actually we did do it for Alex. Yeah. Um, because I think that's a little bit more normality for her, mm. for them. You know, their parents are married. Yeah. And um, I remember way back when we first started the discussion about, you know, same-sex marriage, mm. and I asked Alex as a little kid, would you like us to get married? Yeah. And they said, yes, because I want to be the flower. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Don't actually care if my parents that's are married. Right, but I want to be the flower. I want pretty and I want to dance yeah. at your wedding. Uh, is what they said. And yeah. did they dance at your wedding? Um, no, but they were flower. They yeah. had some beautiful little rainbow roses that someone uh. had done especially for them. Um, so, yeah, so it was really, really, really lovely yeah. and um, kind of the end of a whole cycle, mm. you know, and, yeah, yeah. so worth, worth all of it, worth yeah. all of it. So now you're, you know, you're 20 years on from where you started. Yeah. Knowing what you know now, mm-hmm. would you go back and do it again? 100%. Absolutely. Yeah. Without any doubt. Yeah. So it was a much longer journey than you anticipated. <laughs> yes. <laughs> That's another statement. <laughs> it, yeah. it was probably a little bit more complex than going to an IVF clinic and going, we want to have a baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you, so you wouldn't, would you do anything differently? No. Oh, so. ma- you know, maybe we would have tested me earlier. Perhaps. I don't know. It's I mean, it's, it's worked out as it's worked out. That's it. Yeah. You know, and it's pretty perfect. Yeah. So if we had done something differently, would we have had a different outcome possibly? Mm. That's it. If you'd done something different earlier, would you have then ended up using the, yeah. the anonymous donor? Yeah, that's exactly right. So I kind of think, you know, it is a bit woo-woo, but I do think things happen for a reason. And I think this is a classic example of when you look back on something, yeah. you go, yeah, well, that happened. And if that didn't happen, then that wouldn't have happened. Yeah, and, yeah. You know, and it just sort of not it has a knock-on effect. It does, I yeah. think. But no, I don't regret anything at mm. all. Um, sometimes wish stuff hadn't happened. Yeah. Um, I wish that bloody... The way we handled it, I don't regret I wish the vote hadn't happened. Oh, oh the plebiscite. The plebiscite, yeah. 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 I think that's one of the most hurtful things I've ever experienced. Well, having to stop your having thing. to stop your child go and check mail. Yeah. 
because you know that there's going to be stuff in there that's telling them that their family is evil. And that's not, you know, that's not people who are right wing who are writing letters to you. That's the government that's the who government. are sending yeah, that to yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or, or the government parties. that's putting it on, yeah, political parties, yeah. sorry. Yeah. The political parties that are putting it on the television or on social yeah. media. Yeah. And, so yeah, we basically yeah. had to have a blackout of media yeah. in our house while all that was going on. Mm-hmm. And everyone knew that the, the, the percentage of approval was over 50%, well over 50%. And there was no real need to have the website. And yet it felt like, um, and it felt like an exercise in cruelty. It just felt mean i was really scared Mm. so as somebody who identifies as heterosexual um and you know i've been married for a really long time as well but i was really scared firstly i felt i felt absolutely terrible at having to participate in the plebiscite i don't think it's any of my business to have to vote on how other people live their lives Mm. um and so i actually didn't want to participate in the plebiscite yeah but what i was really afraid of was that if other people felt like me and didn't participate or people who, you know, perhaps are indifferent indifferent, yeah. and who were like, well, it doesn't affect me. Why should I, like, yeah, what's it got to do scary. with that? And that was scary. Yeah. yeah. And then so you've got, as you, Sam, you said that the people who identify as GLBTQIA+, I think yes. I may have, <laughs> no, I think they've good. just updated it to have an S, <laughs> yeah. maybe there's an S in there now. Yeah. And I think there's a number as well. But anyway, so, you know, the people who identify as so they are still the minority. Yeah. Yes. So we've got yeah. a minority group yes. who are potentially voting yes versus some really outspoken, yeah. really vocal yeah. right-wing groups. Yes. Who are well mobilised. Well mobilised and who yeah. are doing a really good job yeah. at you know creating Absolutely. fire and passion in yeah. people. And then you've got a big section of the who population who care. are indifferent because, because they don't care just because they're indifferent it doesn't affect them they don't know anyone it, it, well they're indifferent it doesn't affect them and also what's it got to do with me yes yes yeah. so so because of that our community had to really engage yeah so you know in wa we'd been through all this law reform stuff and here we were having to re-engage mm. with exactly the same arguments that we'd had to engage with before yeah you know, to make sure that we had the community come with us yeah. and understand that our allies are were the key. More, were the key. Yeah. We're the key to all of this. Yeah. And we're actually more important than our community. Yeah. And those people who are indifferent mm. are really important. You know, yeah. it's all important. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But yeah. there was a large percentage like you who did think that they should be voting mm. and decided that it was almost like a protest to not vote. We had to and similarly, I know that there was something that went around on social media saying, uh, because it was a postal vote, mm. I'm going to fill my vote with glitter. Yes. yes. Which would have been amazing, yeah. but also that vote then becomes invalid. That's right. Exactly. And yeah. so trying to then... Yeah. So you know, we're sitting there watching all of that thinking, oh, please God, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that, stop sharing that. Exactly, exactly. Do you understand the implications? Yeah, that's right, that's right. So it was a really scary time and we were in the city when they made the announcement on the big screen yeah and i was actually taking photos yeah so i was on the stage and alex and sam and eric in fact were in the in the crowd down just to reiterate eric is the little griffin eric dog is the little yeah. <laughs> But he's a, he's a really no, he's that third baby. Third baby. Yeah. <laughs> so you might actually hear snoring. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, so I was on the stage with the people who were making the announcements, and they did a cross to the statistician you yeah. know, from the Electoral Commission. And he was on screen. And, uh, and he was cute. 
he was he, he was really happy when yeah, he read it out. He was really happy. And then when they read the stats out, you could see it, the realisation just filter through the crowd yeah. that, hang on, if that's the stats, that means it's like 80% support. We've won. We've won. And you could see everyone's faces yeah. just absolutely, like the emotion. Yeah. The, firstly, the fear, yeah. the absolute yeah. terror that it was not going to go in our, in yeah. our favour. And then... And what does that mean? Oh, my God. And then the relief. The relief and then that gave way to joy. Yeah. yeah. You know, and taking those photos was amazing. Alex just wrapped their arms around me, you know. So, I mean, they shouldn't have to have gone through no, that at all. It should not be happening in our children's lifetime. It shouldn't be. It yeah, is disgraceful no. that yeah. this happened in our children's lifetime. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, but they, I didn't, to be honest, I didn't actually realise how aware they were of what was going on and the tension that they were feeling Um, because we've been pretty good at keeping that sort of tension out of the house. Yeah. Um, But, yeah, they did, you were on stage, I think, and they just grabbed me, wrapped themselves around me. And I got a photo of that. Yeah. Yeah, and it was beautiful. It was such a beautiful moment for me. yeah, yes, yeah. and then everyone burst into tears. You know, everyone yes. was crying. You yeah. there was not a dry eye in the whole place. Yeah, and they were all like, oh! but it was just, it was gorgeous. Everyone was doing their ugly cry. Yeah, oh, emotional yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah, which is very bad for the gay lesbian community to be ugly crying in public. But <laughs> I was going to say that, but I filtered. Yeah, but it's okay. You're allowed to say that. <laughs> um, but it, it was truly an amazing. But we should never have had to go through that. Yeah. It should and, never have happened. And I found myself saying just then that you won. Yeah. Mm. How awful that you're in a situation where you could where lose. It's, it's an us and them. Yes. And you can potentially lose. lose. Yeah. Absolutely. And yeah. And, yeah. you know, as it, we hit the anniversary of that, my Facebook is filled with things of, you know, going, okay, was well, this. This rock star has been married six times and he's got children, yeah. with, you know, he's had this affair and this person was married for six and a half hours yeah. and this person and then this same-sex couple have been in a committed yeah. monogamous relationship for the past 32 years and we're saying that they should not be allowed to yeah. marry and yet this yeah. person can marry. Like, yeah. What? You know, and a person in prison who's committed multiple murders, they can get married in prison. Yeah. And that was my argument the whole time during this debate. It's like, how is that possible that someone who's been found guilty of murdering multiple people mm. can get married in prison? How? And I can't. And a same-sex yeah. same sex couple that have, you know, upholding members of society. Oh, well, I've got a few speeding fines, but, you know. And then, <laughs> well, there is that. <laughs> she's a shit driver. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Emma's away. Yeah. <laughs> Again, I wasn't going to say anything. I was keeping very but, quiet but, on but that. The, the hypocrisy of that, yeah, you know, was just not lost yeah. on on any of us. You know, well, I think and, it was lost on quite a few people. To be fair, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, um, so it was a very, very stressful time, and um, now I feel like we're living with no stress at all. It's great. Yeah, I don't understand it. It's, it's quite an unusual thing for us to not have stress in our lives. So right. we can Although find Although now we have a non-binary child who we have to find. That for is, yeah. As well. Yeah. Because forms for non-binary people are not great. They're getting better. They're getting better. They are yeah. Getting better. So the um, 
I've, they've just recently updated the forms for marriage. Yes. In Australia. Yeah. And the forms have now changed yeah. to have non-binary as one of the yeah, options awesome. for gender. Awesome. So you know, it's slowly happening. Yeah. But I think really quite quickly compared to compared to the initial queer yeah, LGBT. Yes. Yeah, that's it. Um, I haven't explained what non-binary is. I don't think we have. So from Alex's point of view, identifying as non-binary means that they do not identify as being male or female. Mm-hmm. So there's somewhere. You know they're they're off the binary. Yeah. So that's that's how they explain it. Yeah. Yeah. But and the pronoun. The hardest thing is the pronouns because as as I said to Alex, look, I've dealt with fifty years of he she. Yeah. Um, and it is so automatic and ingrained. But I think we're getting much much better. And I feel so bad when I stuff up. Yeah. Because I know how important it is to them. But we're getting much better at. But we did when it first because I had the most difficulty with it. Being an English person. It's not grammatically correct. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. And it wasn't. And I, I did have the most difficulty with it. I'm willing to admit that. And I rang uh, I rang Alex's donor dad, who is a history major and very clever human being, and I said, look, I'm having difficulties with grammar. What am I going to do? And he goes, well, you know, Shakespeare did it. Shakespeare did singular they back in the 1400s. So if it's good enough for Shakespeare, I reckon you can do it. <laughs> okay, thanks. Bye. <laughs> And that put me in my place while I'm sure It's pretty close to going, you know what, you just need to suck it up. Yeah, yeah, yeah it is. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's as close that's, as You know, that's yeah. what I said. I said, I don't want to be at their 21st and for them not to, for them to have thought that we haven't supported we didn't them support in some them. way. Yeah. And rather than us just feel a bit uncomfortable over pronouns, mm-hmm. for God's sake. So we were happy to yeah. go with it. We didn't know if it was something that was inverted commas real or whether it was a phase and because it's been two years. Two years now. Yeah. So we yeah. were concerned that they were of an age that, where they weren't um, able to determine, make yeah. a, a proper determination. But it's been two, two years and in the last two years one of the things we've learned is our child knows themselves. They know incredibly themselves. well. So um, yeah. And they're very mature. Very the thing mature. is that if it is a phase so what? Exactly. Yeah. That's what I said. Who cares? So it's a phase. Yeah. yeah. But they yeah. know that no, no, we supported you supported them yes. through that. And yeah. then so and you can you can always come back from a phase. Yes. You know, where yes. It's, it's really hard to come back from my mums weren't there to support me. Yeah. yeah exactly. And particularly when like added pressure for you. Yeah. But yeah. you you identify as GLBTQIA plus, you know, yes. in that yes. spectrum of letters. Um and so You've experienced what it's like to not be accepted. Yeah, exactly. So you've got to step up. Well, I did. <laughs> I did what this one said. Go on. I, I, I did. I did actually say to Alex, I said, look, it would have been much easier for me if you had just came home gay. Yeah, 100%. I can do that. I can do gay. Okay. <laughs> I know gay. I know gay. But, you know, this trans non-binary thing, cool, we'll deal with that. But yeah. gay would have been much easier yeah. just telling you. Yeah. But can we rethink this a little bit? <laughs> <laughs> But, but they're an amazing, amazing human being. Yeah. Like, yeah. really incredibly mature, intelligent. Yeah. Mind-blowing, um, really. Yeah. Like, sometimes I think they're the parent to be truthful. Mm. <laughs> a bit like that with my children. My, yeah. I was at an event that I really didn't want to be at recently, and um, my eldest daughter, who's 16, she texted me and said, are you having a good time? And so I said, actually, I'm no. really not. Yeah. I really don't want to be here, but I feel obligated to, to be here. And... With wisdom way beyond her 16 years, she said, she threw it back in my face and she said, you know, a very wise woman once told me 
that not wanting to be somewhere is a good enough reason to leave. <laughs> yes. I believe I may have heard that somewhere before. Yeah. 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 I just get my bag and my keys. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. I think we can learn a lot from our kids. We can. We can, definitely. So, so as we wrap up, if there are people who are, you know, they're finding themselves now where they're in a situation where they're, you know, the society isn't isn't with them or they're finding that the laws aren't, you know, the laws are not necessarily in a place that we want them to be, what advice would you have for them? To the extent that you can do so safely. I was going to say that was my first thing, yeah. make sure you're safe. Be safe. Yeah. Mm. Uh, get involved. Yeah. So find... Connect with people that are in a similar situation to mm -hmm. you that would benefit from those laws being changed or altered or whatever it is. Find like-minded people that are as affected as you are and clutch onto each other. There's more power in yeah. more of you than there is in one of you. Mm -hmm. So bring people with you. Um, always be respectful. Ah! And that's right, Eric. Eric really agrees. Always be respectful. Yeah. <laughs> um, so always be respectful, but bring people with you who can help you mm -hmm. and perhaps have skills that you don't. So if you, you're not good at public speaking and it requires that, find someone who is and yeah. is happy to do it. And within that skill set, so Gay and Lesbian Equality had Damien, who was a brilliant public speaker. Yeah. He was absolutely phenomenal. Um, and then we had Rod, who was great at marketing, yeah. you know, and designing things and getting things in the paper. And he was a brilliant mind in terms of twisting things around. And, yeah. You know, so find people. So nice skills audit. Good skills audit. Yeah. Who can do what and who can do it well mm. and bring them together. Yeah. And I think the other thing is find a way to block the negative people mm. that you have no relationship with that are toxic and the ones that want to bring you down. Find a way to block them and don't listen to what they've got to say. That's so much easier said than done. It is. Totally, yeah. absolutely. Do you have any suggestions as ways that you manage to do that? Drink? No. <laughs> no, absolutely not. Um, I think... I just want to add, you're both teetotal now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> we haven't drunk. We haven't drunk. We, we, we stopped, stopped, we stopped drinking when we started doing IPA. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And just so never went back. Never went back. <laughs> Um, not that we're anti-drinking. No, 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 no. Yeah, just, just yeah, yeah. Um, I think that for me, um, realizing that these people were not significant in my life. Yeah. Um, that what they were saying was not significant. It was wrong. Mm. And that they were doing and saying what they were saying for all the wrong reasons. Yeah. Um, helped me come to a realisation that I didn't have to listen to them because my upbringing was such that I, it would be rude not to enter into discussion or listen to what other people got to say and uh, that killed me. Rudeness over your mental health oh, any day. Exactly. Yeah. It, it just it fucked with my head yeah. really badly. Kelly dealt with it so much better than I did um, and I had to find a way to block it. Yeah. And for me, that was realising that um, it wasn't actually personal. They were yeah. just nasty people. Yeah. They were going to attack anybody they could attack, and I just happened to be in the firing line. Mm -hmm. So um, that's really what did it for me. And it seems simple, and it's, it, but it is hard to do. I won't doubt. I won't deny mm -hmm. that. Um, but when you, if you can get to that point, then it frees up. 
good collection of your energy and your mind to deal with what's really important. So, And I think, Kelly, you said before about the idea of having that media blackout. And yeah. now, you know, now we've got social media as well and it's everything is clickbait. Yes. yes. Everything is media sensationalism and yeah. it's just... Uh, to this day, I don't read comments yeah. in um, normal media. Mm. I, I just don't. I, on Facebook, if there's an article about trans issues, I do not read the comments. Yeah. Because they're not based in fact. They're emotive, yeah. emotional. Um, and yeah. they're very often wrong. Mm. And just cruel. And cruel. Yeah. yeah. You know? but, but saying that, um, so you dealt with it like that. Yes. I dealt with it from an educative point of view. Yeah. So I am inherently a glass half full person. Yes. And I trust people until they prove otherwise. Mm. And so that's how I make my way in the world. So when I came across someone, and it happened many, many times, who was perhaps a very right-wing Christian who had very extreme beliefs that were so far removed from my own, I actually saw that as a challenge to educate them, mm. <laughs> right? And I didn't back away from people like that. I didn't block them. We dealt with I very different ways. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I engaged with those people. Yeah. And... Um, in a and very... Sam went to her office and cried. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> exactly. So we did it very differently. So I engaged with those people. And um, and quite often I had people who would come back to me and end up being a mouthpiece yeah. in support of GLBTI yeah. Yeah. because of the way I'd engage with them. Yeah, yeah. some key people in you know. our lives now that were yeah. like that mm. were, were um, combative originally um, but are now firm allies. Yeah. To the, yeah. yeah so. You know, and even if just two people you yeah. can make that change for. But I think it's knowing the difference between people who are open-minded enough yes. that they're going to actually be able to engage. Yes. And there are some people that I just give, pardon me, zero fucks yeah. and I am not engaging with them. Yeah. Even at all, like not even at all. Yeah. I'm not, you're not even, I'm not even looking at you. Yeah. Because I know that you're a lost cause. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and the hard part is that, you know, educating people. It's exhausting. It's exhausting. Yeah, and, it you know, when you look at Alex, who's potentially in a situation now where yeah. for the rest of their life, yeah they're going to be educating people about what yeah. it means to be non-binary and yeah. the importance of using yeah. the correct pronouns and that, yeah. you know, if you make a mistake, correct it and just keep going. Yes. You know? So, but all of those things, it's exhausting. It is exhausting. And, and it's so much pressure to put on people. It yeah. is. That, yeah. And that's, I don't and know, is know, it a role whole, that you really want? The whole, the, the whole um, pronoun thing is actually really easy. Like I said to Alex, you know, how do you... How do we deal with this, honey? How do we, like in a group where you don't know who's who? And they said, well, you just ask. Yeah. What do you, I, I'm Alex, they, them. What are your pronouns? Yeah. yeah. And when they put it like that, it's like, well, yeah, that's pretty easy. <laughs> <laughs> that's pretty easy. And then it's inclusive of everybody. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So I just think it needs all of us to just shuffle a little bit more to the side, you know, and open up a little bit more about the fact that we're not all the same. I know a lot of people have said to me, um, oh, bloody hell, all this stuff, it's so new and they never existed in my time. And I'm like, well, actually oh, yeah, they no, did. It's yeah. just that now they have a name for it, which means people can be acknowledged and included. Yeah. Oh, look, they probably had names back then as well. They just Not, weren't quite as yeah, yeah, yeah. correct. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and some, sometimes those names resulted in straight jackets. And yeah, yeah, like that. exactly. So, well, it was only the 80s that I think that... Um, 
homosexuality was re- removed from the psychological so, yeah, yeah yeah definitely yeah yeah i mean a friend of ours an old friend of ours used to have a book a psychology book that had it in it and you could you know it was and you know it's not that long ago that where the different kinds of medication different kinds of treatments that we're using to cure people of homosexuality yes. so yes. you know but these things have been going around and you look back at yeah. family you know family history books and that kind of thing and there's the spinster aunt that was yeah. a good friend it's yeah. always been there yeah it's always just been a different name or no name yeah yes that's exactly. invisible mm-hmm. yeah Families don't yeah. talk about it. So yeah. there's still there's still lots to do, and people do say, "Oh my God, haven't you got marriage now? What more do you want?" But actually, equality. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Full we, stop. We still. Yeah. It's, <laughs> you know, it's a controversial thing to say. We still have the religious exemptions to deal mm. with, which I personally think should be removed. Yeah. Um, Education in schools. You can't have proper yeah. equality until. Um, but then in other countries, like Scotland, has just um, approved or passed a mandate where schools now have to teach LGBTQI plus mm. um, history and information and are supplying texts and things like that. So, I mean, that's be awesome. interesting to read those texts. Yeah, wouldn't you? Wouldn't you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, totally. Yeah, totally. It would. Um, yeah. So, you know, we are progressing, but, you know. The, the part of England that I come from, it's very... Um, reserved i'm not sure that people necessarily talk about lgp lgbtqia um issues very much yeah. and then we went on a family holiday to san francisco yeah and i took my three kids and my parents on a tour of san francisco <laughs> which was just all about basically the gay history that yeah was there. and it was yeah. fascinating yeah. it is fascinating it's a fascinating history it was but you know what was even more fascinating watching the faces of the people on the bus who didn't know what tour they were going on <laughs> <laughs> they thought they were just going on a big bus oh, tour so um, it's hilarious it's so, so good yeah um so as we wrap up any last yes. final thoughts ah. no i've just exhausted my thoughts actually i think for the next year yeah yeah <laughs> Brush your teeth before bed. <laughs> always wear clean underwear when you go out. Mm. That's what my nana told me. Yeah, because in case of an emergency and you shit yourself anyway, <laughs> yeah. it doesn't really matter. <laughs> yeah. Very valid point. Yeah. yeah. That's um, it. Uh, no, we make it up as we go along. Perfect. Basically. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, be kind. That's yeah. it. When you can be anything be in the kind. world, choose be to be kind. Yeah. yeah. Beautiful. Because everyone has a story. Like, I, you know, say to Alex, uh, when they have issues with school or with people or whatever. So, honey, everyone's got a backstory. Yeah. Everybody has got a backstory and you don't know what it is. Some people wear it on their sleeves and a lot of people keep it hidden. So just be kind. (laughs) Thank you both and the doggos. Um, thank you both so much for joining me today. Oh, I really you. appreciate it. Sorry that um, Kelly talks so much. Oh, yeah, I know, honestly. <laughs> put us both in the same room together. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so the episode did go a little bit longer than normal. Um, but I really appreciate everything that you shared. And I think, I think that we did actually go through the points of the story that I was hoping that we did. Yeah. So, yeah, winning all round. Thank you. All right, thank you so much. Thank you for joining me for today's episode of A Hidden World of Women, a podcast brought to you by Women's Health and Wellbeing Services. 
For more information on the services we offer, head to whws.org.au or Women's Health and Wellbeing Services on YouTube and social media. Looking forward to the next episode where we uncover the hidden world of women.